0: the vault, high atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic.
1: Hi everybody, and welcome to another edition of Talking Catholic. I am Jen Morrow, and with me today is, as always, co-host Mike Walsh.
2: Hi Jen, how are you? Pretty good. That's awesome. Are you, uh, it, We are in the heart of Advent right now? Um, and I'm, I'm looking down the barrel of Christmas coming at me and actually currently I'm celebrating today my wife's 50th birthday here on December 16th where, as we're pre-recording this episode.
1: Congratulations. Yeah,
2: so my mind is completely frazzled right now with gifts I've bought, the wrong gifts I've purchased, gifts I still need to buy. I am I'm, I'm. I'm I will admit that the spiritual end of Christmas is having a hard time getting through the secular side of all the stuff that is to be done, plus everything on the work scale that we have to get done right now. So I'm hoping that you're going to tell me that you are so focused on, on Advent right now and on Christmas right now that the, that the warm embrace of the Advent season is around you and you're so excited and you f- you feel the spiritual nourishment. Is that what's going on right now? Because it would make me much feel much better if one of us at least is successfully enjoying the Advent season.
1: Wow, there was a lot of pressure right there. Um, actually, I, you know, I got all of my shopping done early this year because I didn't have a lot of family around for Thanksgiving, so I spent what do you call that? A fr- whatever, the Good big Friday. day sh- shopping, Good Friday. On fr- yeah, Good online. Friday? Good Friday.
2: Pretty sure it's Black Friday. Pretty sure. <laughs> there you
1: go. And uh, just <laughs> shopped online. So I actually have been enjoying my Advent season. It's kind of a maybe a first for me and in the fact that I haven't been running around like a – you know, crazy person. But, yeah, I am in a good advent. I've been to Mass every Sunday lighting my candles in my advent wreath.
2: Very nice. So
1: it's, last year we didn't get candles in time and I couldn't find any, so we used construction paper and I made little circles <laughs> out of them and put them in the advent wreath. Did not light them on fire, however. So yeah. it was pretty exciting to get candles back this year. You know, you could have. Let them on fire. Sure, I could have yeah, cardboard. I, I don't think Been it fine. would have gone over well. But eh,
2: next year, the uh, well actually, I, you know, we had talked about we were going to talk about on the podcast today, and you had mentioned uh, wanting to talk a little bit about uh, uh, some of the things you had covered in December. And actually, quite frankly, we really should be, bring this up real quickly. You had a great experience uh, covering a lot of Our Lady of Guadalupe events in the diocese of Camden. Uh, last week, they were are featured in the Catholic Star Herald, and I have to give you a lot of credit. If you look at the center page of the Catholic Star Herald this week, there is a beautiful review of the Catholic uh, the Our Lady of Guadalupe masses that occurred at two churches with spectacular photographs from uh, a number of people, including yourself, but um, Alan Dumoff and Dave Hernandez. So uh, you really need everybody. Please go out and check that. Uh, co- the last copy of the Catholic Star Herald because it is phenomenal. Oh, thanks. So, good job with that. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: It was a great. It was a great evening. I went out on December 11th, the evening of Saturday night, and visited two parishes, um, one in Lindenwald and one in Camden, and took part in two processions. So. The, the Blessed Mother helped me get a lot of exercise and steps in on Saturday night, and it was just so fantastic. It and the, was great.
2: And the Blessed Mother kept you from overeating, too, because you had so much work to do, you weren't able to involve, to actually enjoy any of the food that was there. It
1: is true. I, oh, my gosh, it smelled so good, and then I had to leave both sites before the food actually was served. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, it was that part was sad. (laughs) That was the only sad part of the night.
2: I got news for you. When you told me that on Monday, I I was sad for you, because I know how good the food is at all those events, and to to not get your tamale must have been a... Particularly heartbreaking. It
1: was heartbreaking, and I'm actually still craving Mexican food like six days later. So yeah, I might have to hit that up this weekend.
2: Okay, that is my plan. So this is a very special episode we're doing today. Uh, we did one last year in the in the uh, throes of pandemic lockdown, and we did it via Zoom. But uh, uh, and you'll hear this uh, the, the actual interview itself in a few moments. Uh, this is just a little conversation between Jen and I. But uh, who who is who are we going to be introducing on the podcast shortly?
1: I am very excited that we have our counterparts from Metuchen Diocese with us today. We have Tara Smith, the Communica- communications director in for the Diocese of Metuchen, and Jerry Wutowski, the assistant director of communications.
2: Yeah, I had a great conversation with them almost a year ago uh, over Zoom. Uh, at that time, it was Mary McCusker was my co-host for that one, and we it was really a great op- a great conversation about what we had been going through in the midst of the pandemic and sort of how we were as communicators, making sure to keep the uh, The message going out there when everything was still in some form of lockdown or separation. Um, So we figured I I, I had the idea that maybe we should make this kind of an annual thing where we we invite uh, the podcasters from the northern end of the state, whose podcast is greatly superior to my own. um, That uh, if you've never listened to it, I really encourage you to. Um, It's one I I like to listen to when I when I want to hear a podcast actually done well um they they are professionals they sound great it's like i don't know if this is going to make people want to listen to it or make people cut their ears off but i was saying to jen earlier it's it's actually got a catholic npr feel to it it's just very well reasoned very spiritual very understood very and very easy to consume they also don't make it over long which is nice as well yeah. so it's great
1: it is great it's very like you said very spiritual and i've learned a lot by listening to it too they you know they cover things and talk about events in real time and what's coming up in the church year. So I've learned a lot.
2: Yeah. So uh, in a few moments here, we'll, uh, we'll hear from them. Talk to you soon. Oh. Hey, Tyra. <laughs> hey, Jerry. What's going on? Hey Mike, how are you? <laughs> the, uh, oh man, you know, you never—I never know how to start the uh, start a conversation for the podcast when we don't do our usual preset interview. It's, oh, it never quite feels right to me. So, I, <laughs> but anyway, so this is going to be a special uh, episode. Uh, it's going to be broadcast on both our uh, podcast feed and your podcast feed. So everyone will, uh, our millions of listeners will get a chance to uh, combine millions of listeners will get a chance to. Listen Mike, to all it. your fans will hear you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Across, Across all the
2: dioceses. Oh, yeah. I just hope my fans appreciate hearing from you guys, because uh, you have one of my uh, favorite podcasts to listen to when I'm not listening to myself on, on a podcast. Um, what's the name of it?
0: It's called Am I Not Here?
2: Am I Not which Here?
0: Which is a—our um, Lady of Guadalupe is kind of our the patroness of our podcast, because our diocese was consecrated through to Jesus through Our Lady of Guadalupe two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, so a tribute to her— am i not here
2: that was great and actually come to think of it your diocese is a celebrating anniversary this year right
0: we are 40th anniversary so we just had our opening mass and uh so we're planning a lot of different celebrations throughout the year so we're really looking forward to it a lot going on um and especially you know winding with the synod and just a lot
3: it's just gonna be nonstop.
0: yeah yeah but all good things
2: yeah, that's but that's a nice change because, uh, you know, we were sort of in – the we were stuck in neutral for a little while there, and now 2022 is hitting, and everything's hitting.
0: Everything's hitting. Well, the church never does one thing mm-hmm. at a time. No, no mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. We always do multiple years, mm-hmm. all crammed mm-hmm. into one year.
2: <laughs> it's the year of everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have the year of the family. We had, you know, the, um, the year of St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. There was just a lot going on, mm-hmm. so – Uh, So why make it any different in 2022?
2: No, now now we're going to be completely focused between the Synod and the Eucharistic Revival. That's going to be our our next big thing. I know in our diocese, in the Camden Diocese, we're already uh, heavily... Heavily planning what the Eucharistic revival is going to look like. And unfortunately, uh, at least 20% of the work is going to be done by me. So uh, <laughs> I'm not quite, not quite sure how to handle that. But don't worry, Jen. There'll be plenty for you to do. generous. I like to spread the work around as best I can. Now, now, Jen and Jerry, you guys actually know each other from past lives, right? Yeah, we uh, worked together in
3: the Diocese of Trenton a while back. And Mm -hmm. I I don't know how how do you express those those years um all I can I was thinking of because I was coming down the the turnpike and I said oh I used to make this commute all the time but I was going a little further this time to Camden um and I was thinking I was like oh I got to see Jen again and I haven't seen Jen since probably I left uh Trenton about three years ago Mm -hmm. yeah and um so it was just like great to just to see her and give her a great hug and um but one of my greatest memories of of Jen is that she is always um seeking a relationship with everything that she does. and when we she first came to the monitor, she came up to our offices and was like, "Hi, I'm Jen. I'm from the monitor. I'm doing uh, a story on this and then she just sat down and just started talking about our office and <laughs> just and just and just wanted to know a little bit more about ourselves oh, and yeah, I said. I I said, I'm. I'm like. This is like strange because it wasn't anything for the paper. It was just building relationships. So, ever since then, me and Jen, I would always come down and say hi to her, and you know, I would visit all my paper people yeah, and exactly. just just hang out and just build that solid relationship in the ministry.
1: I loved it when when we were working together, and it's funny because I think I think I'm, you know I'm I'm gonna ask you this bluntly on the okay. air. <laughs> hams. Hams. So I started when I started at the Monitor. It was. Um, uh, world youth day and you were going yes, to right. poland yes right? and i remember i just got there jerry's leaving like two weeks later <laughs> and i'm like so here's my number and my email here's my cell phone can you please text me quotes and and uh mugs you know or headshots <gasps> yeah, yeah, of all yeah, the yeah. kids in lifetime and Jerry's like, I think you were looking at me like, who is this <laughs> person? And then, I, you know, I would look at the clock. I'm like, oh, it's it's three o'clock in Poland. I'm going to text Jerry and see if he can do, you know, send me something. And I can only imagine what was going on on the other end. Oh, my God.
3: Absolute chaos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he was such a good sport. And uh, I think that my first issue, maybe the second of the monitor, was World Youth Day, yeah. which you helped make possible. It was on the cover by sending us photos and everything. And then I think Jerry's like, what is going yeah. on? And and the other thing I always remember about Jerry oh there's a lot of things is that I remember when I would go in your office you had the giant cardboard cut out of the po- Pope Francis oh, yeah. yeah and I was like this guy is super happy <laughs> and uh, so I always knew if I was like in a down mood or whatever I'm going up to see Jerry and the evangelization team because you guys uh, always just yeah. spirituality and friendship
2: amen <laughs> although that I, I didn't realize that this was habitual of you you come into my office and just sit down all the time and I know you're not coming there for joy because that does not occur in my <laughs> office but I I every now and again she just sort of appears in my doorway and I'm like oh hi Jen what's up and then she sits down and then the 20 minutes go by because we're having a conversation It's. I have a feeling that's the sign of a good reporter right there that just kind of bursts mm. in and decides to have a conversation <laughs> with you I'm
1: well, always just looking for information is that what you're saying <laughs> I'm so, Tara
2: we're good reporters yeah so we <laughs> must
1: yeah. <laughs> we do the same thing all the time I think
0: it's looking for the camaraderie yeah we definitely are very good at building the relationship at least with one another yeah and um, and, and, and throughout the office yeah. but you. yeah, yeah.
2: I feel very out of place here. You mean ranting and accusing people of things and getting irritated by people all the time is not the common way of handling the communications office? No, I think I've been doing it wrong. Uh, no, that's and that's actually one of the things that comes through in your podcast is actually just how lovely the two of you are and genuinely interested in the goings-on in Metuchen and the Catholic Church in general. Um, it's always, you know... For, for those who wonder uh, how the dioceses sort of interact with each other, uh, basically we try to steal each other's best ideas and then reformat them for ourselves, um, which I'm, I'm happy to say the Diocese of Metuchen has been a great generator of ideas for us. Uh, and oftentimes I will look at your content and go, okay, that's what we did wrong. Or I need something similar to that because it's, it's just kind of mm-hmm. great like that. And, I mean, Jen, were you of that ilk? Would you read other publications Do you still read other publications? Yes, absolutely. Mm.
1: Yeah. You have to, you know, why reinvent the wheel? And and, and sometimes we still do. But, I mean, compared to, to other organizations, you know, I think that especially Catholic journalism might be a smaller pot to look at. So I think we all need to share ideas as much as we can and then talk to each other about what we can do together going forward. Yeah.
0: We definitely do that too in Metuchen. I mean, a lot of our ads are designed that way. Yeah. And I present something to Jerry, and I say, "Can you like mimic this? <laughs> what it looks like?" Because we really like this look, and he does a beautiful, beautiful yeah, job. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> but we, I mean, we have our our go-to diocese, obviously Camden's Camden. Camden,
1: yes. <laughs> Good answer.
0: That's we share,
3: <laughs> but yeah. But it, I, I always tell it's the church is feeding off of each other, mm-hmm. and right. it's it's just the, this this common share and this common mission that we share. With one another, it's not a competition. When people think they're right. like, "Oh, what is this diocese doing versus this diocese?" I go, like, oh, "We're just one church, yeah. and we're trying to to uh, live out the mission every yeah. single day." Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: that's true. And you need a diversity of opinions and diversity mm-hmm. of perspectives, and that's why we keep an eye on everybody else. I even can keep an eye on the people that I don't think do a particularly good job because I want to make sure I don't do that. <laughs> <So> it's, <laughs> it's it's important. I I hey, listen, we've all hate. Hate read our Twitter feed from time to time, and it's uh, it's what. Well, maybe some of the people listening to this have never done that, and I I hope you never do because it's a terrible habit to get into. But every now and again, I'm like, oh boy, I, let's see what they did today. and you go through it. <laughs> um, The um, I just that was a weird digression on the <laughs> podcast. That oh, must
1: have come out of that spirituality <laughs> of Advent. You yeah, can't that which is
2: which is currently currently I'm, I'm I'm not being able to find like right now. I'm, I'm trying to write stuff for 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 Christmas. Um, and I'm just having the—I was telling John this earlier. I'm having the devil of a time coming up with some some written pieces because uh, I, I will admit I'm just—I'm not—I'm not there yet. I'm, I only just started listening to Christmas music two days ago because I just couldn't listen to it prior to that. It just wasn't in the mindset. So I'm hoping maybe the the Christmas music will come over me and I'll start feeling better about it. Are you?
0: I was thinking the same thing. You know, reflecting on which holiday is my favorite in yeah. the Catholic Church, I. Easter, hands down, is my favorite. Mm. I think because mm. you, there's not so much commercialism around it, so you're mm. able to get into the spirituality of it. Mm. Christmas, it's very, like you said, Mike, it's very competing. It's, mm. um, you know, you have all these things to do in your home life, and just trying to bring the faith into that becomes very difficult. So, uh, Jen, I don't know why you don't sit down in his office for uh, <laughs> joyful conversations. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I could try to bring more joy in there, but I, I think that <laughs> I'd probably throw you up. Yeah. <laughs> <That's exactly true. laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I uh no, but that yeah, well I guess that's a good question for you though, Tara. I mean you you and I have the exact same job. Um how are you how do you how do you keep that any spirituality going in your life? Knowing that all the difficulties that you and I have to have to deal with as communicators for uh, the Catholic Church—that's
0: uh, a hard question. Um,
2: I don't ask easy questions on the That time, is
0: really a difficult question. One of our seminarians asked me this, and it's—I'm going to tell you the very candid story. One of our seminarians asked me, "How does this job bring you close to your faith?" And I really reflected on that because some days I'm like, some days it—it it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Just, um, to be quite honest, but. Mm. Then there are moments that really are bring me much closer to my faith in this shop, you know? So I I always thrive on the events where we have our, you know, our diocesan family together. So mm-hmm. we just celebrated our the opening of our fortieth anniversary as a diocese. And it's like when everybody comes together and you see all these people that you work with, um, You know, we're very privileged to be Catholic communicators in that sense. In that there's so much overlap. We don't just do our ministry, but we cover everybody's ministry. Mm -hmm. So, to me, those events at our cathedral they're almost like homecomings. You know, you see everybody that you've worked with over the years and over the, especially throughout the pandemic, um, coming together. So I, I always I wave at everybody. I'm like in my zone. So that that brings me closer to my faith in remembering all the ways that they're ministering. Mm -hmm. And that while I might not be the one ministering, they're carrying out the work and I play a small part in being able to tell that story. Um, So that's really, you know, but it is hard to get into that that mindset and that headspace when you're trying to write something. And uh, I I often listen to, um, when I write, my husband gives me a hard time because I'll put on Spotify and it's either uh, Catholic music or it's Braveheart if I'm really trying to concentrate. <laughs> Braveheart, 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 yeah, because it's just like it's very. There's no music, there's no uh, lyrics it's a, it's a to try little, and ethereal. sing along to. Yeah. yeah, it's very. You know, it puts me in the zone. So maybe try Braveheart, Mike. Okay,
2: I, mean, I, I would in a zillion years that would never have come up to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being Tara Smith to my presence today. So I will attempt the Braveheart soundtrack because wow. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm actually flummoxed by that. That is awesome because I usually go with Metallica, and that is not that no. does not help. No. no,
0: that does not put you in the spiritual. <laughs> no,
2: it does not put me in the spiritual headspace. It. More of a more of a dealing with morons uh, headspace. <laughs> but uh, once again, Catholic podcast right here. You just heard that. Folks. Sorry about that. Well, so here's the deal: um, when you get people like us together, and this is for the listeners, you know, we do tend to when we're all together by ourselves, us Catholic communicators, the folks that you know see see how the sausage is made a lot of times. You know, it's, there's a lot of stresses in our jobs and a lot of people wouldn't understand what we go through. So when we get together with other people who actually understand, who we can just shoot a look at and they completely understand <laughs> the, the thought process going through your mind, it's, it's, it's a cathartic experience certainly not intended for podcast airwaves, all the things that probably go through our heads. But it's good, I think, for the people to know that, uh, you know, the people who do this job are very professional. We take this job very, very seriously. Uh, and so these jobs are difficult. You know, it's it's not easy to, you know, I had someone tell me once that the closer you get up the food chain uh, in a Catholic diocese, uh, you need so much more spiritual health because you see the humanity of people so mm. often and it can be difficult sometimes to 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 come to grips with the fact that here are these very spiritual people and I, i'm not talking about priests specifically i'm anybody and in, and in, in that's a catholic leader um but also dealing with very human emotions and mm. human reactions to things and it can be it can be difficult sometimes and the funny thing is is you know, on this podcast people have heard me rant often um I love this job. I love this job. I cannot wait to come to this job every single morning, no matter what headaches are are waiting for me that I know of and the headaches that come at me that I never saw coming. Um, I just love this job because, to your point, I do get to see all the great things that happen. You know, our ministry technically, well, I mean, we're all supposed to be evangelizers, and I think we do do that. But it's not – I'm a—we I'm a, are, and all of us are, are vessels for that evangelization. Like, I don't necessarily think the words coming out of my mouth are going to be the things that changes anybody's heart. But we want to make ourselves available to everybody mm. so that we can—all those things that the pastoral people do, we can figure out the best way of getting them into somebody's ears or in front of somebody's eyes uh, so that they can uh, be touched by it right mm-hmm. uh but that's hard work it's not easy to do cuz our job requires us to think logically and oftentimes emotionlessly about these very beautiful moments of the catholic church or messages from the catholic church um so, I don't know where I'm going with all that. But other than the safe to our listeners, if you hear me be a little extra sarcastic, it's because I'm with my, my brothers and sisters in, in this industry. And sometimes it's good to get a few things off our chest. But, you know, at any time Jen needs to, like, put her hand over my mouth, I will understand. <laughs> 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 she, needs, she needs to tackle the microphone away from me. I totally get it. Not
1: you know, I, I don't know. I have to take a little issue with what you said that sometimes whatever comes out of your mouth, you don't think it's going to touch anybody's. So Heart, mm. You never know. You, That's true. you Amen. never Amen. know. That's true. Even 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 during a rant, you just <laughs> never know. And it kind of reminds me. I was just, you know, listening to your most recent podcast when you were talking about Lydia Guadalupe, uh, Jerry and Ter. Uh, I think it was last week.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I'm sorry, I can't remember which one of you said it, but you were talking about also because it's your you're the 40th year for the Matuchin, and you said something along the lines of, "I'm going to butcher it. Y'all said it a lot better." <laughs> yeah. um, you know when Mary had Jesus, I'm, you know I'm sure she already knew that like, you know she had an important important role, but she had no idea that after she was gone, she would continue to affect so many people. Like, I think that mm-hmm. you had said that, and mm-hmm. and that's what's true with all of us. Like, I think that sometimes we don't realize how our words can can affect people, or you know when our time is past, how our presence may have moved somebody, even though we don't think that we finished our mission. Does that makes
3: sense. No, Amen. <laughs> amen. Uh, I mean, Jerry's
1: looking at me very intently, <laughs> and I don't know what that means.
3: No, I, I think every time we we do the podcast, or we do something, or we send something out, you know, we always have to put it through that lens of evangelization first, um, and be like, well, who is going to hear this? Who's being receptive to this? And how is this going to change someone's heart? If we are not looking in that. Sort of realm, um, we're sort of not doing our mission, mm-hmm. and so every time we sit down to plan or we sit down to think of something, I know Tara always gets me every single time. I will like come up with something, she's like, mm, no, and uh, so it's just. But being able to do that, I think, allows the spirit to move a little bit in the in the conversation because, like the Blessed Mother, she said, you know, she said her fiat and said yes, and, and changed the the world and really salvation history. Um, how many times is our yes? change the world. You know, how many times does our, our simple action, how many times does, you know, Mike's rants <laughs> <laughs> make it to, um, to transform a heart? You know, our, our, our tagline is lighting hearts on fire for uh, our consecration to Our Lady of Guadalupe and the Masachin Diocese. And, you know, we, 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 we go with that understanding that we were called to light hearts on fire and renew uh, the mission right here uh, in, in our local community.
1: See, I told you you would say it better than me. No. <laughs> this is why I came up to your office when we first yeah, met. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: have all the see,
3: words. See, always, you, once you get me going, then it's just, it's nonstop. And I feel like Tara's looking at me going like, soapbox.
0: soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I really enjoy the soapbox moments because I, I've always said it. Um, and I think we talked a little bit about this on, when we did our crossover podcast last year. When Jerry and I, when it's just him and I on our podcast he really has drawn me so. Our, this relationship this working relationship that we have has drawn me so much closer to the faith um just by him being a witness to his own faith so i really cherish those moments and uh so I'm all for the soapbox, Sherry. Amen. Amen. <laughs> nice.
2: None of my co-hosts have ever inspired that out of me. That is so weird. No! I keep, no! I keep inviting you. That's why we always have guests on, because I can't rely on any of my co-hosts. We'll bring you time. on ours, Mike. <laughs> no, I, that would not be fair to the people I've been touching.
1: It sounds like Mike wants me to stop in his office more often.
2: <laughs> no, this is getting worse. I hear
1: you, Mike. I hear you.
2: I hear your call. Uh, yeah. uh, Tara, uh, you know, over the last year, you know, we really haven't had a chance to talk much over the last year you and I Um, I'm curious how have things been for you professionally in terms of Uh, uh, you know the day-to-day workings of the diocese I know the the church we talk about the church keeping us busy but um, how has it been for you it's been busy (laughs) 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 Um, that's good that's the podcast I was just
0: thinking how nice it is to be able to sit at a round table and do a podcast in person because we haven't
3: this is our I think it's our first time ever doing something in person
0: yeah we We, we tried it once
3: and it and it it didn't didn't go well so
0: we had to re-record it (laughs)
3: really
0: really. so this is really our first time doing it in person and I I feel like my arm should be going because normally I have my daughter I'm recording in my house and my daughter walks in and I'm like get out (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so it's just like a natural response now Um, but things have been busy but in good ways you know so just there's been a lot to respond to Mm-hmm. In the church yeah. um, and in the secular world, you know, we've had our diocese was hit pretty hard by Hurricane Ida mm-hmm. that came through, and it just it was so unexpected and it came through so quickly. So mm-hmm. we really, you know, dropped everything that we were doing and responded to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. There's just been so I know it feels so much. If you
2: were to ask me what did I work on in the last yeah. year, yeah. I everything, know. but I—I I I have be no able idea. To, yeah, I can't tell you. It's a thousand know. things. That if for those of you who are wondering what uh, people like us do, we do everything. We we touch on everything. We get called into meetings about everything. We work with every department, but we are very much in the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. We we plan for things. Like I'm I'm already deep in the throes of planning for the Eucharistic revival, uh, which in our diocese will kick off in mid June. I, well, I think around the world will kick off in mid June. I think um, the uh, June. Remember about that? Yeah. June? June. Okay. Yeah, yeah June. Um, whether I remember things <laughs> accurately <laughs> is a completely different story, but I'm pretty sure June. Um, but yeah, we're trying to come up with all those kinds of ideas. But you know, um, in the Christmas season, we've really been trying to do. We've been this year and last year we were creating a lot of content in the diocese. But with once things started to open up, really, I'd say this past summer into the fall. Uh, We kind of stopped creating a lot of stuff internally um, and really tried to, you know, promote what's actually happening in the parishes. So uh, because there really are the parishes in our area, at least, have really opened up uh, quite well. I I would almost say almost to the point of uh, being back to normal um, in terms of uh, parishes having events and schools having recitals and programs and things like that, you know safety first and foremost but um but if there was a way to do it they were doing it so we've really been going out a lot more um i've been working most weekends uh, the star herald staff has been working most weekends because there's there's a lot of great stuff going on uh but it, it actually freed me up to start thinking about stuff to do for for 2022 so i'm curious tara uh, what does the diocese of Matuchin have in plan for 2022? What does the communications department have planned?
0: We live very much in the moment, Mike. Remember you <laughs> just said. It's that. true. Um, no, we have. I mean, we have a lot going on with our 40th anniversary. With um, we're trying to get on board with the synod. Jerry and I are. I feel like we're on every planning committee that the diocese <laughs> has. Um, and I'm sure it's the same in Camden. A lot of a lot of times when we're in these meetings, it's Tara and Jerry, what's the status of this? Yeah. Tara and Jerry, what's the status of this? So um, there's just a lot going on. So we're just trying to keep up. I mean, really keep mm-hmm. up and just tread water. And like you said, last year at this time, we were putting out a lot of content, a lot of you know production. But like you said, we're really, we've been more and more in the parishes, um, trying to reach out and help them in any way that we can. So we, one of the ways that we've talked about doing it for years, but one of the ways that we're we're trying to do that is to get all communicators in all parishes on board or at least one representative from the parishes Mm -hmm. who can serve as like a communication champion. Um, I like it. Oh, yeah. Nice. To try and – because we can only communicate so much, Mm -hmm. and we do the – very best we can with two people, mm-hmm. but to be able to equip the parishes to give them the tools that they need to feel confident in their communications—that's really what this 2022 entails for us, along with Synod Eucharistic <laughs> Revival and the 40th Anniversary. So, how about you guys? Nothing. What can I steal from you? Uh,
2: let's see. Uh, well, let's see. What do we have going? on? Well, I, I actually, I'm really trying to. I'll tell. I'll tell. I'll tell this so that I already. I'll warn my my pastoral people. <laughs> I have a list of 20 different items I want to get started in the diocese next year Wow! that I'm going to grab them by the back of the neck and do my best to make them do. I want to I want to get the theology on taps started again, and I'm going to brand all of this stuff either under the Talking Catholic or the Catholic Star Herald. I just need good spiritual people to actually do the spiritual end of that stuff, because obviously I, I have proven today over the past <laughs> 29 minutes that I'm not capable of doing that myself. Um, but yeah, I, I want to do more with the youth groups. I, wanted to st- I And and I really want to start bringing um, the diocese together more often. So you noted recently uh, when, uh, regarding your 40th anniversary celebration, mm-hmm. your kickoff, how great it was having everybody back together again. We've only had that opportunity once in the last two years because of the pandemic, not because we didn't want to do it, but we haven't had the opportunity to do it. Uh, when the synod kicked off in October, uh, we had a... A special synod mass, opening mass, and we we gave out uh, bishops medals for to I don't know seventy five people in the mm. diocese mm. for uh, meritorious service to the to the diocese, and it was great. And we had five hundred people there, wow. and we had uh, you know um, cocktails and hors d'oeuvres afterwards. Everyone got together; it was wonderful. And speaking of things that made me happy aside from the stress of helping to put that event on uh it was one of the best events that we've had and or best days i've had in a long time even though i was going insane trying to get everything done because it was so great to say thank you to all the people in the diocese who got medals and a lot of them got medals because of the work they did during the pandemic but also over the course of 25 40 years in, in service to the diocese um but we also got to come together and talk to each other and be joyful with each other so for 2022 i'm trying to come up with all of these activities. Diocesan-wide activities that are going to bring people together. A uh, 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 reformatted youth congress. We already have our I race for vocations, which is uh, which is literally a five k race. Um, for vocations, but there's all these elements I want to incorporate into it. Yes, that's right, Father Romano. I have ideas of changing. <laughs> I race for vocations in the way I want so I can create a Catholic jamboree. Um, <laughs> that's shamboree. something to steal, Tara Smith. <laughs> that's something to steal. I'm telling you that we're going to do that and then, and and I got uh, just great things. I want to showcase some of the big things that are supposed to be going on in New Jersey. I, you know, every year, in the years past anyway, not the last two years, they've had this big youth event at Six mm-hmm. Flags uh, where they'll have hundreds of youth there celebrating our Catholic faith amongst all the amusements I want to do something big with that I have all all these ideas percolate. I actually went through spent the better part of a day going through and I came up with 25 different activities I want to do diocesan wide spelling bees and 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 sports tournaments and art artist expos and stuff like that
0: now I have a question do you see a lot of your pastoral staff when you walk through the building
2: do I see them?
0: Yeah, I'm just wondering if they hide when they see you coming. Because <laughs> <Well, laughs> this
1: sounds exhausting. That
2: yes, that's right. I want them all to be as exhausted as I am. Um, I'm, getting, I'm getting worried because we're it's gonna follow into my touch in.
1: <laughs> I've also decided I'm not coming to your office. <laughs>
2: I want everybody to work and work hard because that's what's been missing over the last two years is coming together. And I want to make sure that we figure out a way to make people come together. And I'm sorry uh, to both of you that if Bishop Cecchio hears any of this stuff, (laughs) you guys may end up doing more work. And I I apologize to my own uh, pastoral staff, except no, I don't because I don't care (laughs) because this is important and we're going to keep doing it. Anyway, so people who are listening to this, if there are things in your parish or your diocese or the state of New Jersey that you would like to see happen... Please, T. Smith at (laughs) McTutney. Michael.Walsh at CamdenDioces.org would be perfectly fine. I will actually take them. I can't say we're going to be able to do all of them. I can't say we're going to be able to do any of them, but I think it's important that in our parishes and in our schools and in our diocese and in our state, we are coming together and finding ways of reinvigorating the Catholic Church, not because it's not invigorated in and of itself, but simply because we're coming out of the pandemic and it's important that we showcase... How beauty how beautiful the spirituality of the Catholic Church is and how we are so how it's so wonderful when we actually come together and, and how it to you, mm-hmm. to your point, to my point, that it brought us such joy mm-hmm. to see all those people together. Mm-hmm. Rant over. <laughs>
1: That was the a spiritual rant I ever heard from you, Mike. Yeah, I but it was awfully it.
2: aggressive, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, okay. but feel, feel the spirit move. Yeah. <laughs> it
1: was passionate.
2: It was passionate. <laughs> I never, well, what do I, I well, was well, told. Welcome to the soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. I've always said, uh, uh, the opposite of love is not hate, it's apathy. And no one will ever accuse me ever of being apathetic. <laughs> so I assure you of that. Um, the, uh, you know, in tariff from the purpose from your point of view you know how have the parishes been handling the pandemic i mean do you feel that there's a sense of coming back to normalcy or or
0: i do i i think they are coming back to normal um and now it's just trying to really encourage people to you know come home like come home for that sense of belonging like we talked about um because and, and you know what A gift of the pandemic has been getting the parishes on board with digital media Mm -hmm. and live streaming. And that really is such a gift, but used in the right way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just nothing that can replace coming back to Mass and being present. It's the same as working, you know, for me, at least working in the office. It's coming and seeing the people and being present with people, not just, you know, Zoom is great. It has its place. Yeah. I much prefer seeing people in person, um, and and that's the same thing. I feel you know that's why we go to mass. We go to mass to worship with each other and to see the Lord in person. You know, not mm-hmm. just virtually. Yes. So uh, so yeah, our parishes have really been coming back um, to normal. You know, our the bishop is out and about at a lot of events, a lot of parish events. He was at Simbang this past week. Oh good. Um, so that's happening. Uh, so really, I mean, things are returning to normal. So mm-hmm. I'm just praying that, you know, we stay where we are. Mm-hmm.
2: Me too. And, you know, I, I realize it's, it's the winter time and, mm. and, you know, referring mm-hmm. to COVID everybody, everything said that things are going to spike now. So be careful, everybody. Do what you're supposed to do. Wear your masks. If I, I will admit that I have gone back to wearing masks more frequently when I'm out and about, simply because I don't feel like getting sick. Mm-hmm. I, I really, It's it's completely selfish at this point. It's like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. vaccinated, and uh, I'll probably get my booster shortly. I'm supposed to go on pilgrimage to Israel in a few months. Do not even think about texting me for wow. any... Stuff. I'm texting
1: uh, you for a live report. You're not yeah. getting just me. like I did, Jerry, five six years ago.
2: <laughs> I will send them when I'm done, Jerry.
1: Maybe you should talk to Mike about. <laughs> maybe what I you will expect. text Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the,
2: the difference is, I know yeah. where the mute is or uh, the do not disturb is on my phone. I um, will block all of you, but um, I will, however, be creating content while I'm out there. But because I'm going, I have to get uh, boosted uh, before okay. I'm allowed into Israel, or else I have to get tested every day. So uh, I'm going to get my booster and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's purely selfish. I just want to want to have a nice normal Christmas and winter where I don't have to deal with any of the insanity of, you know, uh, infections and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know?
0: It is an, a little bit of a nerve wracking time. Now, anytime you hear somebody cough or, you yeah. know, yes. um, my kids just had a cold, but I had to, I took them to get tested because, you know, you just don't, you mm-hmm. know, it's hard to tell the difference, and Google is not very helpful. No, not really. <laughs> Don't go down that rabbit <laughs> hole. No,
2: no, 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 no. I'm, now I'm uh, turning 50 soon, and uh, I was having some side pains recently. And they were like coming out of nowhere, and I said, "Oh, you know, I should probably Google just to make sure that's that's." And then I was like, "No, don't do that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the no, worst idea. Because I'll definitely
2: have cancer if that happens. Yeah. Like, no, no, <laughs> or a heart attack, or a stroke, one or the other. know. <laughs> but I should definitely go see my doctor. Um, I don't know. It's 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 still you know it's for all of our enthusiasm, uh, we are still in a, a time period that requires some restraint. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm content to be restrained through the winter months, uh, but come the spring. I wanna see an explosion of Catholicism everywhere. I wanna see billboards. I wanna see the news media, the secular news media covering us because of our events. I wanna showcase smiling, happy Catholic people coming together and and expressing their their appreciation for for our church and our faith. Just wonderful things. So don't let me forget that, Jen.
0: (laughs) town, 27, yeah. with the 27 other things. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: exactly, exactly. I actually should go through that list on my phone at some point. <laughs>
1: He's actually pulling out his phone.
2: I, am, I, am <laughs> pulling, I really am, because I, I, I had a thousand really good ideas on there, and I kind of feel like I need to give them out to uh, to the world at large on this podcast and tell them, listen, man, don't just let me do all this stuff. You guys can do this kind of stuff, too. Yeah, diocesan concerts, an entire diocesan concert series, we should do that. Wow. Submission contest for the Catholic Star Herald, You know, folks. photos. Photos, paintings, digital. uh, Start writing this down, (laughs) Taryn. I
0: was going to say, Taryn, it's being recorded, so I'm going to take that.
2: I need to build a proper uh, studio for all of our recording. Like We do everything on the fly. We do it on location, but I'd like to have a proper recording. And then I have ideas for brand new Talking Catholic YouTube shows, or sports show that we're going to do. I want to get more of our pastoral people working on a regular basis. I think this is great. You're going to be busy,
1: Jen. (laughs) I was giving the heads up a little bit,
2: Tara Smith, sp- you're going to be busy.
1: <laughs> yes, apparently I am.
3: <laughs> Bishop Checkio definitely reads what's going on in Camden. Yes, he so. does.
1: Well, it's his home. It's his home diocese.
0: Right, so rightfully but, so. And I think his his parents still. His did, mother still lives his here. His mother still lives there. Sisters, I believe. Yes.
2: And so. you know what? Tell you what. I will. I will ask Bishop Sullivan to forward this podcast oh, to Bishop oh, Checkio. I'm, so, I'm
0: so grateful <laughs> to you for that.
2: <laughs> we have ideas for because there's nothing worse in this world than a bored Catholic uh, a bored Catholic communicator.
0: I don't know what that is. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been one.
2: <laughs> That's an excellent point. The uh, I feel bad for the ones who are though. I'm sure that they yeah. exist out there. I was talking to one of our colleagues in the state the other day and she called me up and I heard her voice and it took me just two seconds to realize, Oh, she's going through the ringer. That's okay. These yeah. things happen. Mm-hmm. The uh but we we commiserated for all of thirty seconds mm-hmm. and then we got onto the task at hand. <laughs> I don't know. How you doing, Jen? Hey. Every time we do this podcast, I I tell everyone, please do not let me overtake the conversation because nobody wants to listen to me rant for 30 straight minutes.
3: There was, there was, that was not a rant, but yeah. I will say, I
2: will disagree.
3: I will disagree. Oh, that was a rant? No, 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 no that, I was like, I was, wow, Jerry, I was like gold. listening to Mike.
0: Oh. He's tw- in your fan club. Too. Oh, sweet.
2: I'll send you a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I have been, I've, i so we have gotten, uh, not hate mail, but I have gotten critiques of the show. In the past, which I actually am, am very fond of, I, I like getting those. Uh, we got a critique recently that we need to change our intro music, and I actually oh. tend to agree. It, it's, okay, it, it definitely is not time for a refresh. Um, and uh, I did get a, a complaint that I talk too much on the podcast when we have <laughs> guests on. I don't let them talk enough, and that one I listened to. I, that one I was, I, I, and I'd realized it. In the matter, I'd had been having a bad day, and I was feeling aggressive. <laughs> And we had this great young priest on who had just been uh, just been ordained or was yeah just been ordained, and everybody wanted to listen to him talk. And I went long for like the first twenty five minutes of the thing, and by the time I was finished, I looked over at my co host and she had this she literally was was going to grab for my arm to tell me <laughs> to settle down, <laughs> and I did and I settled down. Um, and we got we got a we got feedback about something else too, but I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. Hmm. Something else. Um, but uh, I always listen. I like anything. Yeah, so, true. ladies and gentlemen, if you have a criticism of the the podcast, you should always let us know. It's jennifer.morrow <laughs> at <Catholic. laughs> dot, dot Org Or T. It. Smith. Or try or, a
0: different <laughs> podcast.
3: <laughs> <No. Like. laughs> <laughs> Am I not here? Yes. yes. Oh, that was good. Yes.
2: That was good. Tara, that thank you good. very much. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. And yes, uh, their podcast is great. I actually kind of feel bad because they are going to ruin their feed with this with this uh, <laughs> recording. Um, but it, when you listen to it, it, it re- it's calming. It's inspiring. Um, I I actually do listen to it specifically because it's an antidote uh, for my own sometimes hostile feelings about the the world at large. And it reminds me, Jerry, you know... Jerry makes it real. He does. He does a great job of, like, you know, like letting people know, okay, this is the reason why we believe what we believe. And this is how it helps us to believe like Mm -hmm. that. Has there ever been an episode of the podcast, Jerry, that you you really felt like people might respond to, like, after it?
3: No, I I mean... (laughs) Responding is is a unique word, but um, our goal is to to get the message out and to express in, in an authentic way of what's what's happening right right now. People don't believe us, but I tell them we record every week because we try to keep it current and we mm-hmm. try to keep it very mm-hmm. real to what's going on in the in the world and especially in the church um and when I tell that, they're like, "No, that it can't be." You you have these like stacked up and ready to go, and I'm like, "No, I we, wish we did. I,
2: <laughs> us too." Our, yeah. our,
3: sometimes our schedules just don't don't work, but we we go with the idea that um, we want people to be receptive to an authentic church. Mm-hmm. We want them to to grow in relationship with with us, maybe, mm-hmm. or at least with the Lord, and we just try to guide that and. You know, if they pick that up, what a blessing. If not, maybe just stick around a little longer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think on your last episode, you actually recorded a, a version of the podcast that is the one that terrifies me the most if I'm ever left to my own devices and have to record a podcast by myself. Oh,
3: yes, the solo. The solo
2: <laughs> I episode. Love it. I love, love it every it?
0: second of it. First of all, so J- he does a phenomenal, like, mm-hmm. I'm just like the side piece. He can do it all by himself. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, he can do it all by himself. I've left him to his own devices a few times. Um, so the one over the summer, he did an NFP uh, podcast oh. by himself with guests. Wow. So And nice. he handled it like a champ. Um, but he really does a great job. Mm-hmm. So I, yes, I'm all for it. You ever want to take it solo, Cherry?
2: Oh no, More that's power not happening. Well, that's a, that's the nice thing about having a pastoral person in the communications department because yes. they can be pastoral because yes. yes. it's it's natural to them. It is completely unnatural for me to be pastoral in any way shape or form ever. Um, so it's difficult for me like I can do we, a rant we can make it happen no see but, okay so I was I forget if we talked about this on air or not but I, so I'll write, I'm writing Christmas messages right now and I'm having a, a lot of difficulty with it because I'm having I'm lacking oh that's right we did talk about it it's because I'm lacking inspiration about how to because I need to start listening to Braveheart mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but but it's the truth and the verbal stuff too like I am i will admit that in, this job causes you to be reactionary mm-hmm. so I tend to react to things mm-hmm. and so it's difficult for me to to mm-hmm. be pastoral in that regard well yeah. advice
3: it's, in that i would say it's, it, obviously it's acceptance of the reality that it's always non-stop and you never mm-hmm. know what you're going to walk into um and that's pretty much a solid piece of my prayer life like lord what are you going to teach me today what are you going to show me today what am i going to learn how am i going to trip over my feet you yeah. know it's if we take those to the lord we're going to be able to um be ready to respond the next time mm-hmm. i think that that's just Our journey together that we share we're always growing you know we call ourselves experts or i hear everyone say oh the experts in the room no we're we're not experts we're just trying to answer what god is asking of us right now so if we just continue to do that we bring that to our prayer life i think we can respond so mike you can you know you can can become very pastoral And, and i feel that there has been especially in this space it's been very
2: pastoral so in this room, that's very yeah. rare. That phrase is very <laughs> rarely used. But okay, I hear what you're saying. The uh, you know, but you brought just said it an, an important phrase that I, that I do not discuss with my colleagues in the communications world very often, which is prayer life. Mm. Um, mostly, well, for selfish reasons, I don't do that because my prayer life is terrible, and I don't like to necessarily announce it to the world that I have a terrible prayer life. But it got me to thinking, Jen, you're a nice and holy person. How would you categorize your prayer life as a as a Catholic media person?
3: Um, difficult. Yeah, amen. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, can you expand on that? <laughs> <way>? <laughs> it's a 54-minute it's a podcast.
1: <laughs> I think we should all just rewind to, well, I think it was like minute 44 when Jerry just gave that good advice. I will, I will be listening back to there. No, it's, I don't know, it's difficult. We're, like we were, we're talking about, it. it's a it's a fast-paced job, and you know, sometimes when I I find this very odd, but sometimes when you work for the church— I don't know, just to me anyway, I, st- I still forget to take the problems of my church job to God. Yeah, amen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, why am I forgetting to do that? I'm working for God. Why mm-hmm. am I not asking his advice or help or leaning on him more?
3: Yeah, that's always the trap that I think we all fall into, Is especially anybody who works for the church or does it as a full-time gig, that we seem to put ourselves first in in the situation. Like, how would I do this Like as a career level? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like how am i living up to what god has called me to do because everybody that sits in these roles i firmly believe god has called them to those roles and just allowing god to take control so that that allows us to just open up a little bit to a little bit of surrender Um, and um, being able to do that might be just the greatest gift uh to our prayer life Mm
2: -hmm. that's great tara how's your prayer life
0: um yeah like Jen said it's it's difficult. It's difficult to remember, you know, the source of your faith and your prayer when you're in the constant deluge of just mm-hmm. information coming out. Um, but once you're in that space, it's just, it's a gift, like you said, Jerry. Mm-hmm. It's, um, so it, it's difficult. And one of the um, the stories that I remember is when my own pastor, he said to me, when I first told him I was going to work for the diocese, he said, well, I hope you have a strong faith. And me being very young and naive, I'm, what does that mean? Like, why, why wouldn't I have a strong, like, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, ah, oh, I get yeah. it. I
3: get it. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think that's also a call to, to pray for your communicators, you know. Please. Everyone, everyone that's listening, <laughs> oh. to pray for your communicators because I don't think people realize all the the nitty gritty and the day-to-day that goes behind the scenes all the time. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. see us at the big events and you see us, you probably hear us on the podcast um, but there are probably, like, a thousand things, like, on Mike's list that <laughs> are going on simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's just encouragement to to the listeners to to pray for the community, to pray that the Lord continues to do his work.
2: Yeah. I would, I would I agree with that. that. And I, I might even uh, expand that to uh, you might want to pray for the uh, accountants. And, and I'm not kidding. I mean, mm-hmm. the, yeah. all, all the people yeah. in, yeah. in mm-hmm. service to the, to mm-hmm. the church and, and the custodians and the development people and the IT guys, you know, we're all – we're all actually, believe it or not, and we're, we all have the same mission. We just have different ways of, mm-hmm. of providing that work to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all equally important. We happen to have the benefit of tools like this, the podcast, the newspaper, the social media, the websites, um, to be able to announce these things. But there are so many people working day to day in the diocese. And, and, and I, I am blessed with working with some of the best people on earth, you know, sometimes being a diocesan employee, you know, it's the big bad diocese, right? It's the mm-hmm. uh, you know, oh, the diocese ruined this, or the diocese decision on this made this difficult, and there might be some validity to to that. However, the people making those decisions, the people doing that work, the people who are coming together to advise the bishop and the and the Catholic leadership on on what they should do, all they ever do is with the best of intentions in mind, and they want to preserve the catholic church and make sure it's in a position to still be able to proclaim you know uh, to proclaim what we what we read every day on a sunday the other six days of the week you know we it's important to remind people that our catholic faith is not the thing you do for an hour on sunday it's a thing that should be sort of ingrained in your in your body and i know you know saying i kind of blow that up earlier when I was saying my prayer life is terrible, but, um, but that's, I'm oftentimes when I, when I'm creating the content, it's for me, it's for people that I know are going through the same struggles that I'm going mm-hmm. through, mm-hmm. that are having a difficult time focusing on their faith or remembering that you know their faith can positively influence their <coughs> secular decisions, their family life, their professional life. Mm-hmm. You know, These are little things that are, so yeah, every t- if you've ever wondered about the, the stuff we create, nine times out of 10, it's for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> like, makes that's,
2: it's because it's I'm so terrible.
1: You know, when I first got to the diocese before Camden Diocese, mm-hmm. and Jerry and I worked together, one of the things that I was immediately struck by is you were in family life or youth and family life and evangelization. Mm-hmm. You started, the, your department started every morning with prayer. Yeah. And I remember I would come up and try to sneak into your prayers. And sometimes <laughs> and I was invited, so there was no sneaking. But I thought, yeah, I'm going to take that back down to the, to the to the newspaper, the magazine. I just couldn't do it. I felt like it was because maybe I'm a journalist and we're all jaded as it is. Like I didn't even know how to start that. Mm. And and yeah, you know, I always yeah. So you know, it was kind of what you were talking about mm. too, Tara, about talking to your you know your priest. And I didn't want when I came to Camden before I got here. Uh, like the week before I started, I went to my pastor and I went and had a meeting with him. To, and that's what I wanted to talk about. I, th- I think he was completely shocked because I was like, can we have a meeting? And then I wanted to get there and I wanted to ask him how to be a better servant leader. Like how wow. servant leadership. And I think he was surprised by that. And then, you know, we both kind of sat there and thought about it together. Yeah. <laughs> you no, <know>? <laughs> but, yeah. What you, what, I mean, what a,
3: what a blessing that is. Because I, I, I think we don't take that into the forefront of our work is that we don't allow... Um, our spirituality to, to live out. And I think it might be a little awkward in the beginning because we're, we're sort of fighting that career battle. Right. But I think, you know, a woman reminded me recently when she came to deliver food um, <laughs> that was delivered to the wrong person myself. Uh, <laughs> but she said, you know, I'm in the house of the Lord. And I, I, it like struck me because I was like, we're in an office building.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but just down, down the hallway is the tabernacle. And Jesus is, is located there. And so it's just just that friendly reminder that he's present in that. Mm-hmm. And so it shouldn't be awkward that we, we pray or we, we live out our spirituality while we continue to do this work. Because um, if we're not believing who, who is there present with us in our work, um, I don't think there's a point to yes. us doing this.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the truth of that.
1: It's beautiful. That's why I liked what you said a few minutes ago, and saying pray for your communicators. Yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes we need help with our own prayers.
3: Yeah, and, and, and we we seem, to, we tend to to fall too, just like everyone else. You know, that's just humanity. And so mm-hmm. we we do yeah. need the prayers too. It's, and there's no perfect people here that mm-hmm. continue mm-hmm. to to live the faith a hundred percent all the time. We're here to 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 walk the journey as well with our brothers and sisters. So as you pray for many different intentions, continue to pray for your communicators.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. If we didn't have another minute to fill, that'd be a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> 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 the, uh <laughs> but yes, it, it is true, and um, you know I, we don't want to sound selfish about that. But you know we do appreciate, it. and we and we actually do appreciate the the nice things you guys say to us, either because of the stuff you see in our newspapers, or on our websites, or on our social media. And we do read all the comments. Uh, sometimes we're happy about it. Sometimes we're not. Um, but we do appreciate the reactions that you give us, and we like to know it's good for us to know that uh, the stuff we create and distribute to you is. Uh, this is great. So, uh, so thank you all for listening to this crossover podcast. I'm greatly appreciative of our friends from uh, Matuchin coming down. So, Tara and Jerry, thank you very much for this, and and uh, Jen, thank you very much for joining on the podcast as well, and and coming to work with us so many for so many months now. It's been great.
1: It's been great. It's been six months, and I can't wait for
2: another six months. Another
1: six months. <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
0: Yeah, thanks, guys. This was
3: wonderful, and
2: we'll gather again next year, right? Yeah, that's right. right. I'll make keep keep this annual. That's right. I'm I'm on board. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Take it easy.